I know that we were one of the biggest subscribe channels um, in terms of paying subscribers in the world. So we've been able to obviously make a success of it, which I don't know that that many people have. I don't know. I don't know if people are committing to it. A lot of the creators that I've spoken to that have trialed it haven't been able to make it a success because they kind of don't really know what, what to do to give yeah. Yeah. How, how they should do it. In this episode, we talk with Mark Coyle, also known as Lad Baby. Mark begun his social media career when he created Lad Baby Blogs. Mark found his niche when he went viral with dad hack videos. Mark, along with his wife, Roxanne, have boosted their channel with, with parody songs dedicated to sausage trolls, becoming the number one Christmas single in 2018 and 2019. This is Creative Disruption, the intersection where entertainment, data, and creativity meet. Here's your hosts, Ricky Ray Butler and Daryl Leaves. All right, welcome back to the Creative Disruption podcast where we're talking about disrupting the industry. And I'm here with my friend, Ricky Ray Butler. How you doing, Ricky? I'm doing fantastic. You almost messed up that intro. I it's almost did. It's been like a <laughs> while. But, you know, we were on sabbatical for a little bit because mm -hmm. we like to take time off with our families, and set, especially for the holidays, right? What did you do for the holidays? Oh, I was in Singapore and Hawaii, and I, it was amazing. Just That's amazing. Awesome. So, well, let's kind of jump right in. I'm really excited to get back into the the podcast scene and mm -hmm. kind of have some things that's going on, a lot to discuss. It's been a while, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so here's the thing: I we're we're here in London at VidCon, and I bet you there's parties going on uh, going on, right? Uh -huh. Influencer parties, you got brand parties. You know what? I don't know about any of the parties here. Like seriously? Yeah, I don't, like I don't. You're, I, whenever I come here, I have jet lag, so like you just like sleep you know, the whole time. The sun goes down, I just go straight to bed. Now you are notorious of getting into the party. I know when we first met, <laughs> there wasn't a party you couldn't get into. You, you were never invited. Well, you but know, you always got in. Like, how did that work? Before I got successful in my business, I used to just you know bluff my way in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, everybody, everybody my needs name to is know Ricky this. Ricky Ray Butler, so I just say, hey, I'm Ricky Ray. Dude, I'm don't not, you know I'm, me? I'm on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and and that usually get me into parties. It's yeah, like, I, I got into some interesting Hollywood parties growing up. And and yeah. I, I got to have a story here because I mean there has to be a story behind this. Well, there's one time where I was in Manhattan. I I think I was like at like a like was it called? Was it Affiliate Summit or Ad Tech? It was, it, was, it was one of those you know big you know advertising technology conferences. Right. And I remember just being on the street. And then noticing that there's like the Olsen twins and like <laughs> the cast of Gossip Girl on the on the red carpet. You're like, so I'm going in there. Yeah, that's just what I did. I went in there. I was like, oh, I'm Ricky Ray, and they they got confused, and I was very confident, and they let me on the red carpet. It was, there you go. And, and so I started doing that ever since. I mean, back in the day, you know, I came from a redneck town up in the mountains. Yeah. And so I didn't have connectivity originally with like celebrities or with any brands and, or conferences. I didn't know how to play the game, so I just kind of, you know, weaseled my way in, <laughs> figured it out. Weaseled <laughs> is the correct word. <laughs> well, I just got really creative. Yeah, there we go. There we go. No, know, but I'm I, a very good looking man. So, but <laughs> I, I have always found, especially with conferences and, and parties and networking, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of really crazy uh, influencer parties I've been to. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, but it's all about the connections, right? Like you meet people. And and you're able able to develop a relationship with them. Yeah, that, and that, uh, that's where business, you know, that's where a lot of relationships can start. But that's also where a lot of business is done. You know, you know, yeah. you go and you you socialize, and and it's a good way to you know build a relationship and 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 you work together. Yeah. 
So I guess the moral of the story is, is like weasel your way into parties to meet the people that you need to meet. Is that what it is? First of all, just try to make a connection with somebody that is going to the party. All right. There we go. There we go. You know, because I always ask to try, hey, Ricky, get me into this party. You're like, okay, I got it. You got yeah. I got you taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I mean, but especially in this space, you know, there's a lot of creators when you go to, let's say, like a playlist or a VidCon right. or a Vid Summit, there's a lot of parties that are taking place, and that's where you can really rub shoulders with creators and have a casual conversation. Absolutely, and, but and we the, don't party at Vid Summit. I just want you to let you oh. know about that. Uh, <laughs> you don't know about the parties. Oh crap! I'm not invited. Can't <laughs> oh, weasel, can't a, weasel my there's, way there's in. There's an underground movement that you don't know about. <laughs> you can talk to Jimmy. There we go. <laughs> He's the one who throws those parties. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he actually did have a party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, but you know, it, it's it's a good place to build a network. And I remember the first Vid. Con, like, I don't think there, I mean, there weren't really any official parties outside of the video right. party, but that's where I got to meet a lot of creators that I, I mean, had digital relationships with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you introduce our guest today? Cause I think you met him at a influencer party, right? Yes. Was it a so crazy influencer it, it, party? It was actually earlier this year. <laughs> Um, it was at the TikTok party um, at VidCon. Okay, it had to be. And it's, 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 it's actually a pretty good story. I'll have to tell the story. Okay. So, so, so me and Mark from Lad Baby, you know, Hello. nice to have you here, Mark. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you want me to tell the story or do you want to tell the story? You tell it. You tell it. You start it and I'll, I'll tell you my perspective. Wait, 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 wait. He's going to tell the story and then you can tell the truth. How does yeah, that sound? I'll, I'll tell you what was lies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're now starting. I am, I am not going to give into that crap. All right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so let's talk about the the dark van that we're forced into <laughs> with the tinted window. Yeah, so we, we'd had our, our first day at VidCon, me and my wife, and we'd heard about some parties going on. We're not cool. We didn't know what was going on, and so <laughs> Daryl relates to that. I, I know all about that. <laughs> I'm in LA. I'm in a foreign country. I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody goes, "Oh, follow me." I got into this like this sort of weird camper van that had tinted windows. I didn't know where it was going. And that's where we met, right? And, and, and yeah, everyone's in there, everyone's laughing and seems a little bit drunk. And I'm like, this sounds great. I'm just going to go with it or I'm going to die. I was, I was, I was just laughing nervously. You know, yeah. Trying to you know, find some lemons. I mean, lemonade out some lemons. And then it drove around for a bit and we got out and there was like hundreds of people trying to get into this party and it was a TikTok party. I'm not even on TikTok. So I felt guilty being there trying to get into a party. I'm not even on that like social media platform. Um, and then, yeah, we all sort of hung around outside for a bit. And then the next minute um, we've somehow got queue jumps and we're going in, but then I never see you again. I see you outside. We have a little hello after we got off the, well, the tinted van. So we got van. a ticket into the party at the same time. Right. And I was coming in with you guys. I mean, I was at the very end of the line and I was, I was walking in when we're getting, you know, um, ushered in. Yeah. And I turn around and I notice there's a couple of different creators that, you know, my company's worked with in the past, like My Life is Eva, yeah. Brent Rivera, and like several different creators. But they're back of the queue. Leave them. They're no. dead to me. <laughs> the, the thing is, we're queue jumping. They, <laughs> they, they were getting mobbed. And there was this, I, could just, I could see the writing on the wall that these people are going to be in trouble. So I ran and I gave one of them my... My pass, and I then talked to the TikTok staff. This seems staff, like a lie. Told this them to save them. Really no, no, come on. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I was nervous for these people getting hurt because right. I've seen. Oh, he was really influencers <laughs> getting getting trampled, and so I basically got them in, and I got I, I asked for like some more favors, and got like five tickets, and there wasn't one for me, so I just. 
I went back to my apartment and slept. <laughs> or my hotel. And, and the reality is he just wanted to go home and sleep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that was it. No, I actually met with you and Jeff Harmon. Okay. And we had that debate. Oh, was that that and time? I, yes, yes. What really happens, so I, got, was like to, right after I that. got to the front and went, don't let this guy in. So, <laughs> is that what happened? That's what really happened. Yeah. All right, so we, we, we come to the conclusion that you guys met at a yes. party. Why don't you kind of give us a little bit of background of what you do and like so people can understand. Um, yeah, I do a, a Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram channel called Lad Baby. It was quite simple. I'm a lad and I had a baby. Um, <laughs> and it, it was that simple of coming up with a name for what it was going to be. Um, and it started when I found out I was going to have a baby, me and my wife, and I thought I'd start initially blogging about it. I took photos and wrote little bits about it. And then after about a year, it developed into, I thought I'd do a video. Um, at that point, I had about 2,000 followers after a year. I did a video, um, and somehow it got a million views in less than 24 hours. Oh, wow. On the first video, and I was like, okay, I should probably do more videos. <laughs> uh, and so I did. So I did. I, I was working Monday to Friday, and then every Saturday I'd shoot a video and post it on a Sunday. And I did that. for. I've been doing that for sort of three years, and I did... I gave up my job about six months ago. So, oh wow, full time! Wow, congrats! Thank you. Yes, yeah, a full time lad baby for about six months now. There you go. No, I mean one thing that's very special about you know you guys and what you guys are doing. I mean most people from the UK that become creators, mm. usually most of their audience is from the US, right? But you guys actually have the majority of your audience audience that are actually from the UK, which yeah. is huge. Like that, that, I mean you have you have millions of followers and. It is like 80%. Like, what's the percentage that are actually from the UK? Yeah, it's probably 70, 80% are, are UK. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really an anomaly. It is. It is I, mean, really I mean, especially is. if you're a digital first creator. Like, right. if you're like a local TV star, that makes complete sense. Yeah. But being that, you know, you are a digital first creator, yeah. most of the creators here in the UK, most of their audience is from the, from the US. I think, I think that's because most, like, you know, influencers probably live a desirable life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and so I think a lot of English people can relate to my mundane life and struggling with kids and trying to like, you know, make the best of life. Where Americans probably look at that and go, that looks rubbish. I'm not following that. But I don't know. That's my take on it. That, that is hilarious. So so you try, like your, your content's just authentic, real, just kind of who you it's, are? And yeah, it's just everyday life. And we sort of do a variety of things from... Um, a dad hacks was probably the first thing that sort of, you know, broke us onto the scene. That's what we was doing a lot of trying to save people money instead of like buying a stair gate to stop your kids going into a room. I just cut a door in half. So, <laughs> so it was like a barn door. Oh, that's um, awesome. And it, it was just doing, th I built a baby Walker instead of buying one for 60 quid out of like plumbing, piping and wheels. And a lot of it was about saving people money in the beginning. And now it's developed into days out, whether or not we, we go somewhere like Disney for the day or, um, pranking or basically anything now it's just whatever we can do that's a bit of fun and we sort of wind each other up and that's it that's, that's why we do it that's awesome that's awesome well I'm, I'm sure there's probably like some strategy there if you're talking about things that people can afford there's probably mm. a lot of people that can relate to that yeah you know i think that there's obviously so many people become parents at some point and it is very difficult we changes your life yeah it, does. Totally. it definitely does yeah and it, there's two there's sort of the first thing that I noticed when I started doing this is there was very few people that was sort of showing that mum and dad can still be fun. Yeah. Because most people have kids and their life changes and it is so hard, but it's not really looked as like a desirable thing and parents are seen as boring. And I was like, you know what? 
having a kid actually means you get to relive your childhood. That's like, right. as a 30 year old man, I can't go to Legoland, but I can with kids. <laughs> like, it's weird on my own. And, and that's what's amazing. Like, I as can long actually... as that influencer band, you with the tension, <laughs> yeah. you're not going with that. This is it. So, it's, yeah, but it's, I think that's why I try and make being a dad fun and, and enjoy it. And yeah, I think that's what it's, what it's about. And that's what I try and try and make people laugh in, you know, parenting. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, what, what are you guys seeing? Where are things going with your content? Is it mainly doing days out? Like, I mean, what do you see as like the stuff that you guys want to do in the future? You know what? It's, it's really, it's really funny. We, um, we sat down with Facebook last week and we looked at all our videos from the last, um, 12 months to see if there was actually a pattern in the things that was performing better, whether it was hacks or days out or just crazy stuff we do. And there's actually no pattern to it whatsoever. <laughs> it's absolutely so annoying. Um, but it's, you know, it's amazing because I think it was like in, in August, uh, you know, the most successful video we did was a day out. And then the following month, it was a hack and the following month it was a prank. And, I think that's quite nice. It means that we can be creative in a number of ways. We've not got to focus on a certain thing. And um, it's, it's frustrating yeah. because you, you never quite know which one is the best route to go down. But it, it means that creatively we can sort of go down different routes. Um, it was exciting what we've been able to do the last couple of years with songs. I wouldn't necessarily say that we can sing. But it's but it's, you're at the top of the charts, though, and you right? know sausage rolls. <laughs> right? I, I know a lot about eating, especially <laughs> sausage rolls. So that was uh, definitely good. I, I think most of our audience are American. You right. want to explain what a sausage roll is? Oh my god, I can't. I don't understand how American <laughs> doesn't have sausage rolls. What's not to love? Uh, yeah, it's it's basically sausage meat covered in pastry. See, that's what you need. Like yeah. it's it's like picking the blanket, but not a hot dog. It's it's a it's, it's a sausage roll. It's, yeah, I I don't understand. Like Americans love anything that's like fatty, and I don't understand why they don't like a sausage roll. Uh, hey, no, that's a generalization. No, Amer most Americans don't like fatty stuff, right, Daryl? Like I, we don't. I, I I don't know what you're talking about, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> the two overweight people on the table. <laughs> Three. <laughs> you're not overweight. <laughs> you're, just, you're over length. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> So, um, so you had a couple big hits. I mean, you, you actually had a, so you decided, Hey, I'm going to put out this, this parody. Is that what it was or what was the, yeah. Um, it, it was basically two summers ago. Um, I didn't realize how many sausage rolls I basically ate in videos. So it turns out that I was eating in videos and people were going, why is he always eating a sausage roll? And so it became a bit of an ongoing joke with some of our followers. And then one of them tweeted me and went, have you ever thought about making a song about sausage rolls? Um, and they suggested we built this city on rock and roll, <laughs> changing we built this city to sausage rolls. So I was like, okay, um, well, this is summer. I've got a bit of time. I should release it at Christmas because that's when, you know, the big music charts is sort of has a bit of fun and people release novelty songs and they have done over the years. So I thought I'll see if I can pull it off. And so I just started talking to people. We knew someone that was in like a bit of a band. He said he was going to help us produce it. And we wrote the song in a day, we recorded it in another day, and it was just done over a weekend. And that was it, and we did it in like October. That's amazing. <laughs> and just sat on it, and I was just like panicking for, for months going, I'm gonna look so silly because I can't sing, <laughs> and I'm gonna release this to the world, and I'm gonna look such an idiot. Um, but yeah, no, Christmas came around, and we, we wanted to, um, I, I literally wanted to make top 40 so I could tell my friends I was a pop star. That was only the thing I wanted to achieve. Uh, and, and we decided that we was going to do it for a, a charity. We decided the Trestle Trust, which is 
um, people living in poverty in the UK. That's great. It was something that um, we felt passionate about and something we'd had, you know, ties with in the past. And uh, yeah, and we released it um, a week before Christmas and it got, I think, 70,000 sale units in a week. Um, oh, wow. And we beat Ariana Grande to number one at Christmas. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and that was with, that, su with that, sausage rolls. That, that's a huge that accomplishment. Should teach, that should teach her. <laughs> yeah, and then we did it. And then we did it again this year. We we everyone we wasn't going to do it again, and everyone kind of kept saying you hit number one again. Yeah, Whoa. that's twice. We've, we've had two Christmas number ones. Wow, um, which has only ever been <laughs> achieved by the Spice Girls and the Beatles. In there the you UK. go. There Christmas, you go. Christmas number ones has only been done by those guys. So it was. Um, yeah, we decided we was going to do it again. We This year we did um, I Love Rock and Roll to I Love Sausage Rolls, the Joan Jetta classic. Um, <laughs> so is sauce, are sausage rolls something that people eat around Christmas or the holidays? Yes. Okay. So yeah. it's very oh, trending. come on, guys. <laughs> hey. Do your sausage roll research here. Come on. Hey, they are I, I didn't even know that. Hey, I, didn't even I, know that I, know, I know my English quiz, cuisine. I'm actually really into like smoked haddock, <laughs> right. Eat Wellington. Right, that's too um, posh. Jellied Ills. It, all this is too posh for me. Right. Jellied Ills? <laughs> I don't think anyone eats them here, do they? I think that's one of those things. That's <laughs> well, like... They still have places. <laughs> Underground places. Yes. Yeah, no, sausage rolls. Um, I think the, the the big sort of bakery brand over here sells oh, it's something silly like five a second in the UK. Really? Um, they're, they're just huge over here. And, it's, and yeah, everyone eats them at Christmas, and it's just part of a Christmas tradition here. And, with, yeah. with the Christmas pudding, right? Uh, with a Christmas pudding. No, you'd have it like as a, it, it's a, it's a hot snack between We meals. just offended everyone here in the yeah. UK. Like every, every person. Honestly, I'm about to flip this table. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's a bit of fun again. We did it for charity again this year. And um, this year we sold more units. I think it was 90,000 in a week this year. That is wow. amazing. Um, and this year, yeah, we, 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 we kept away people like Stormzy and Mariah Carey from number one. And yeah, we, we did it again. Hey, so, you know who Stormzy is? I have no he, idea. He's like the top hip hop artist in the UK. Yeah, yeah, that is he's awesome. Incredible. So let's let's take a step back a little bit because you mentioned that you just barely went like six months ago that you mm. went full time yeah. on as an influencer, social yeah. media, right? Yeah. Like, what were you doing before? Uh, graphic designer was was my real job. So um, yeah, that's what I'd done for like ten years, building websites and you know, that's really cool. Designing really brands, cool. and I definitely think that's something that's helped with you know growing of our own sort of brand. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. That's a huge advantage. And and what what was the deciding factor? I mean, when did you say, "Hey, we can actually do this full time?" Like what was the what was your thought process? Uh, I guess for us because we my wife basically gave up work when we had our first child, and so the plan was for always to her to go back cuz she earned more money than me. Um <laughs> so she was the sugar mama. She was definitely, yeah, yeah. So she was the one that was uh, supporting me. No, um, she always earned more money than us. And so when we had a kid, we basically struggled financially for a little while just to make ends meet. And I had to change job about three times in a year. And just at the point of which we was going to, you know, look into options for her to go back, lad baby started to take off. And it started to make us just a little bit of money. And we were like, okay, we're going to try and make this work. And we we basically did for about two years, not really earning a great deal because at that time, all our audience was on Facebook. And, and there wasn't monetization there wasn't back monetization. then. Exactly. Um, YouTube for us hadn't really started. We wasn't really getting any views on there. And so, but we believed in what we was doing and, and you know, the content we was creating. So we're like, we're just going to struggle through and make it work. And I'm going to sort of do this on the side of a real job. And then... 
yeah, over like the last sort of <clears throat> year, monetization came in onto Facebook and we launched a subscription scheme on Facebook that basically means that we, you know, we now have people that are lad baby turbos. So Love they, it. they pay um, to watch added content and for us to do lives and for them to help direct the content and what we do. And so it was then that they, they both started and we were like, okay, now we're earning a bit of money. We can afford the mortgage. Exactly. My wife doesn't have to go back to work and now I can come and join her. And so, yeah, that was basically the deciding factor. And do you feel like your content like exploded after that when you're able to put full time into creating content or? Yeah. I mean, I, I think creatively it gives us more freedom now because we've, we've gone from sort of only being able to work in two days to now work over seven days. And it's allowed us to commit more to the subscription scheme that we do. So there's there's now content like we do content every other day for, for oh, people wow. that subscribe. So we do uh, on a Monday, I get basically kicked out of Lad Baby. My wife takes over and they do videos with her and she gets ideas and things from those guys. Um, and then on Wednesdays, we do something called Wet Wednesday, which is um, I have like a pub slash shed in the back garden. And I basically get drunk every Wednesday night live uh, with, our, with our subscribers and we play drinking games and beer pong and all these things. And then on Fridays, we do Fan Friday where we open fan mail and give out shout outs and do messages and um, sort of try and connect with the people that, that subscribe to us. So all those things basically never happened before I was full time. And we've been able to commit to that more and get a deeper it, connection with the people that what follow. Is your, what does your family think? I mean, here you, you have this stable job and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to quit and do Facebook videos. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it was a shock to everybody. You know, my I went to college, uni and, you know, forged a, an amazing career for myself as a graphic designer. I was working at one of the top agencies in London, but, you know, creatively, I, it didn't ever feel like I was being fully fulfilled and yeah. I always felt like I could do more. Um, and that's what this has been so amazing at, um, mm. just being actually, you know, I now, I now get to just go and do crazy things as a job. Yeah. It, it, I don't really know how this has happened, but it's amazing. Well, you were naturally an artist, but now you get to create art. Yeah, time. yeah. How you want to do it. Exactly, yeah. Which now, it's, it's nice to have that freedom to, to go and do that. So it's, it's bonkers. So, so a couple of questions. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep <clears throat> these questions very high level and let me know if you, I should stop asking. No, no, it's fine. Questions. <laughs> but how, how do the economics work, you know, Facebook compared to YouTube? Are you guys seeing more revenue coming from Facebook than YouTube right now? Um, yes, we've always, we've always been uh, Facebook first. That's where our, our main audience is. We've got sort of... Um, we just hit 4.1 million on Facebook. Wow. wow. Um, and, and your but, average views are amazing. Yeah, like yeah. You're very consistent for a creator on Facebook. Yeah. I th most of our views get, uh, most of our videos, sorry, get a million views within about 12 hours. That is which, awesome. Which is very rare. <clears throat> like, I mean, with Facebook, even today, after they've been doing it for a couple of years, yeah. there's still you know, so much you know, variance yeah, on, 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 on how consistent videos perform for most creators. I mean, Facebook's always changing, and we've definitely seen you know it go up and down. But it's always been you know relatively consistent for us over like the last couple of years. Um, and yeah, so I think the channel generally gets between sort of ten and twenty million views a week mm -hmm. from the back catalogue as well. And that's just like, you know, huge compared to what we do on YouTube. Like we, we cross post the same content onto YouTube. Um, and we've got just over 800,000 YouTube followers now. Um, so yeah, everything that we kind of do has always been driven through Facebook. When we did our songs, um, it was like a, 
<clears throat> interesting discussion with um, the music label that we had. Oh, I bet. Because obviously YouTube streams count towards chart placement. So they actually count towards where you sit in the charts, where Facebook views don't count towards chart placement. But we was like, we kind of don't care about streaming. We need to win this on downloads. That's why we're going to focus our attention on Facebook, even though the streams don't count. Um, and it proved to be successful both times <coughs> because the click-throughs um, from both platforms, 80% um, of click-throughs came from Facebook. So basically mm. everything we do, the whole thing that's driven is from Facebook. And so, yeah, that's that's where basically we've been able to make make a living for ourselves. That is right. where it's at. So there's a lot of creators out here, um, especially here at VidCon, and yeah. they want to go on Facebook, yeah. but yet they don't get the the ecosystem. What are some tips that you could give, like anyone that's like looking to leverage video, whether a brand or a creator on Facebook? Um, you know what? It's I, I think the people's attention span is so much shorter on Facebook, and oh, things yeah. have to move so much quicker. Um, one of the things that we've always done is our videos have always they're always cut really quickly. Every scene sort of goes quick, quick, quick. There's no real space between the conversation because obviously people are going to keep scrolling. People obviously go to YouTube to, to sort of watch something where they kind of don't on Facebook. Right. It's kind of in their stream. So you've kind of got to capture someone's attention within 10 or 20 seconds. So I think making that opening 20 seconds really sort of engaging is is obviously the important thing to, to keep somebody there on Facebook. Um, I, I don't know really. I, I think with with us, we we just try and be relatable. We try and do things that um, other people are going through, or a scenario that other people can see themselves in. That's how we've always tried to create content. Right. Um, and you know, we don't we don't sort of we don't do what YouTube is doing. We don't go swipe up, click here, hit the like button. Like we we kind of we we don't do any of that. We we just we do it and we go if you like it, follow it, sort of thing. And exactly. Yeah, and you know we just put it as a top comment below. We go. We do this every week, sort of thing. Like, follow the page if you want to see more. So we, oh, we, we, we've never got into hit the like button, hit subscribe, hit the, the bell, and all that because it, yeah, it's just, I don't know. We just we just try and live a normal life. Exactly, and I think I think that right there is something um, that a lot of brands and creators can really get. at. Mm. It's like being relatable, being authentic, being you. Yeah, is key. So, like, how hard is it to stay on brand? I mean, I I, I would assume that you have all these offers to go to these plush posh places mm. and do you do you go to those places or is it just being more relatable with the common person well you know what we, we we're just honest over absolutely everything we do no matter where we go no matter what we do it's total honesty we won't hide a brand deal we won't hide a placement in anything we do and i think the audience sort of respects that so um we've done some pretty big videos over the last couple of years with people like disney and um we did a holiday with jet too which which was amazing and yep. we always start the video by going hey Disney have contacted us and asked us to do this. And we almost tell the audience what they've asked of us. And this is what I'm going to do. And then I feel like that honesty with the audience allows them, they're, they're not being duped into thinking it's something it's not. Exactly. They, they know that we've, we've been probably paid or given something to do this. And I think that honesty just, just sort of helps, helps everyone. It helps the audience know that we're being sort of credible with them. And, and well, that's the way we've always done it. And we've, we've done it like that from the start. So, um, yeah, and, and then we, we've sort of we've we've been very lucky. We've never really had to do anything for money. We 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 let because I think I'm a you know me and my wife are sort of frustrated creatives. We let the creative <laughs> lead everything we do exactly, in opposed to anything else. So um, so one thing I've noticed when we work with brands and we work with creators, 
the more bold the creator is about being sponsored or collaborating with a brand, like we've noticed that um, the audience always has a very positive sentiment around that. They want yeah. people to be very transparent and honest with them. Yeah. And and it's not a bad thing as no, long as it at all. works organically with your content. If anything, it's going to be empowering. I mean, uh, the, the opportunities we've had have, have been amazing. They're, they're, they've been uh, things that we probably wouldn't have been able to have done without the brand. Like we, we got, you know, we went on an amazing holiday, which was which was, you know, awesome. We did a we did a, a whole campaign with eBay where I went and ran a tough mudder course for like five miles and did all these weird and wonderful things that I would never have done without it. Um, <laughs> and then I was on a TV ad. They put me on a TV ad, uh, you know, helping sponsor eBay. And and the audience, we was always honest. We said, eBay have come to us. And the audience were like, oh my God, congrats. This is amazing. This That's is great. great for you guys. And they were actually really quite happy for us because I think, you know, they've been on this journey with us as well. They've they've seen us transition over the last couple of years and they get excited when they come along because they get to see us in new places or doing something that we wouldn't normally do. So yeah, we've 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 got an amazing audience that sort of support us in things like that. That's great. So tell me a little more about your subscribers on Facebook and how that works. So you have a community that subscribes to you and they actually pay to get additional content? Yes, yeah. Um so we did it. We launched it initially on Facebook. Um, we was one of the first people that sort of trialed it around the world. Um, and yeah, we we basically just sort of told our audience that there's now an option. We, we currently only do one video a week to basically everybody. Um, and that's what we've always done from the start. We've started, sometimes we do more than one if there's something that happens during the week, but we always guarantee one every week. Um and yeah, we, we basically said that we're going to start doing stuff throughout the week. We're going to start doing, as I say, Monday, Wednesday, Fan Fridays. And we're going to start giving them uh, extended cuts of the weekly video. So they'll get mm. like an extra minute or deleted scenes or things like that. And again, we, we, we just said, look, we know it's not going to be for everyone. We know that not everyone's going to be able to afford it. But if you want to, if you want to come and watch it, come, come and see them. We're going to be doing it. And yeah, it's, it's kind of gone from strength to strength. Um, we're one of the, the biggest... Um, subscribed pages on Facebook now. How many people subscribe to that? Um, we we've never actually told anyone oh, how okay. many people, no, it, it, and it's okay. Um, um, but yeah, no, we we have a few thousand people that basically subscribe um, on there, and we launched YouTube about six months ago, and that's not as uh, subscribed as Facebook, but it's still doing extremely well. Yeah, you um, have like nine hundred thousand subscribers there, right? Yes, but they YouTube but also the, launched the membership, yeah. membership yeah. on oh, there as well. Right, right. So we did that on there as well. So we we now have that as well. And yeah, though, both those have been steadily sort of growing or being consistent over the last year. And um, yeah, it's amazing that now we have this community of people that, you know, the hardest thing for us is before we started doing this was we'd get a video that maybe had 10 million views and there was thousands and thousands of comments, but it was almost impossible to know who the top fans were. Exactly. And who the people that was returning every week and who the people that was engaging in us and who the people that was downloading our song. And the subscription has allowed us to actually get to know our biggest fans. You get more insight and more data. Yeah, totally. You know, we know the names of like dozens of people now because they watch every live. And when we go and do a meet and greet, these are the people that come. So we go, oh my God, we can now put a name to a face. Yep. Oh, Love it's, it. amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. And then if there's a week where we kind of, oh, what video should we do this week? We can run a poll 
And we know that we're going to get an insight into what we should do for a video because these are the people that share all our content and actually love it. So we can go, do you want to do this or this? So on, on Facebook, is it like a private group that they have membership for? So you're just posting in there or is it on your main page? Basically, it's on our main page. Basically, when we when we post something to Facebook, there's just a drop down where we go post to everyone or post to subscribers. Mm. I love so it. I love it. If you're a subscriber, you basically get the notification and it just appears on our feed like normal. And if you're not, you don't. Um, and what, what's been, I guess, surprising for us, which we didn't know, but it's been amazing, there's been like subgroups that have been set up now um, by themselves. So there's like a lad baby pen pal group now that we don't, mm. um, we don't run, we don't operate. It's nothing to do with us, but I know there's like 2,000 people around the world that are now pen paling each other, it's sending crazy. just stuff to each other and chocolates from each country. And it's oh. amazing. There's like an almost like a sub like community now that's been built off of our community. It's, it's yeah, it's phenomenal. So what, like, what's the split? Because is it the same with Facebook monetization? Is the same split with that when they contribute or is it? Uh... So on, on Facebook, uh, it costs £3.49 um, a month or three three ninety nine in dollars. And I think it's, we get 70 or 75% comes to the creator. Okay, so it's the same, same cut. It's the same as okay. what YouTube, I think, offers on membership. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we see, you know, most of that money coming to us and that's what's been, uh, you know, amazing in terms of us actually being able to do this full time and committing and, to and bigger that, videos. So, so that really is making a huge difference on yeah. sustaining your guys' content. I mean, would you say it's like maybe 50% of the rev share like from ads or, or, or is it less than that? You know what? Ads are so hit and miss on Facebook. You, you can have a really strong month and then you can have a month that sort of doesn't doesn't it's do quite so well. Beast or famine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. And um, you can have a video on Facebook that's got like ten million views, but doesn't earn as much as a video that's got one million views because mm. it's all about getting people past one minute on views on Facebook. Sure, sure. So ten million people might have watched ten seconds, but they haven't watched two minutes. And so it's 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 not always consistent with Facebook. So it's it's either. Subscription is is probably the most consistent, um, you know, revenue for us now because That's we have consistent consistent fan base which are paying to see the extra content. Yep. Are there a lot of creators that are seeing a very similar trend? Or I mean, I mean, I mean, or I, you know what? I don't, I don't. I've never know. heard this story before. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't know. I know that um, I know that we basically do a lot with Facebook. We talk a lot on a lot of their panels. We're talking on a panel here at VidCon about the membership and subscription that we do for them because um, I don't know. I, I know that we were one of the biggest subscribe channels um, in terms of paying subscribers in the world. So we've been able to obviously make a success of it, which I don't know that that many people have. I don't know. But I don't know if people are committing to it. A lot of the creators that I've spoken to that have trialed it haven't been able to make it a success because they kind of don't really know what, what extra to do to give yeah. Yeah. how how they should do it and i think one of the advantages for us is we never delivered lots of content in the beginning we was only ever doing one a week where yeah. i think lots of creators already do lives and already do fan mail opening and stuff where because we never did that initially it was easy for us to upscale from one video right. to more right i remember when patreon launched right and like how cool that was but Looking at this, or, or as we're discussing mm. these new opportunities on mm. YouTube and Facebook, 
I'm going to assume that this is going to be a threat to Patreon. I like here's the thing with Patreon. Like anytime that you have to leave the platform to go consume content, yeah. that's that's a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so like being on Facebook or YouTube where it's automatically built in, yeah. I mean that's the big deal because they don't have to leave, they can get access to it and it's super easy. Like it's just really easy to you know to fulfill on yeah, that commitment, right? Totally, yeah. You know, obviously, you, you want to keep you in, you, your audience where they are. You know, we've got four million people on Facebook, and the, you know, the minute you put a link on, people aren't going to. Or there isn't going to be four million people that click that link. Exactly. And so, if you, I mean, I wish the cut was the same. I want that ten percent. You sure, know, so it's like ninety sure. percent. But sure. I mean, sure. But you know, the ability to to keep to, to put something where your audience already is has been you know phenomenal for us. Yeah. You know, I mean, things are really starting to act a lot more like the East. Like, I, like in China, there's a lot of platforms that are doing right. similar things. They've been doing it for years. Right. And it's actually kind of cool to see this happen over here. Yeah, and I wonder, like, my my whole thing is, is it ever going to hit the fatigue of the viewer? Like, they're getting inundated with all these different places they need to subscribe to, right? Like, that that right there, or are they going to scale back from traditional, uh, or, like, or, SVOD? Or, or does it make the consumer much more empowered to really target what they want to watch? Yeah. So, so like, right now, you know, you have all these different streaming platforms. I just subscribed you know, to another one, and it's driving me nuts. So I just did <laughs> no, CBS All Access so I can watch Picard. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a, <laughs> I know, my wife and I, we've agreed that we have to have one password, the same password for all the platforms. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because it's getting <laughs> complicated. Yeah. But but I think it's going to become even more complicated. You know, we're, we're, we're seeing a decentralization of content and platforms. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like, Is this going to be something – where Facebook and, and, and YouTube can start taking ad dollars potentially away from some of those major platforms by people just wanting to consume a lot more of a specific piece of content. Yeah, I, I find much it- more niche. I, it's I, much I, different, but who yeah. knows? It might be apples to apples in the next two years. Yeah, I find it interesting though, because like, like, and like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I yeah. love the subscription model. I think it's great for creators. Um, I understand the cut when they're actually going out and facilitating the ad and then putting that ad and you're doing the shared revenue, but I just don't understand how big of a cut they can actually take and why they can take such a big cut when all they're providing is the platform. It's like, okay, here's a button that we're activating and you know, going from there, it's like, how much, how much work does it really take? We're going to see a rise of platforms. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to streaming and yeah. when it comes to live content, yeah, that's just it's just going to happen. It's happening in other countries, and 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 it's it's going to be happening more and more in, in Europe and in the U.S. Um, whoever has the best offering for the creator that it, has I, like the the best UI to the best experience for the consumer and the content creator, those are going to be the ones that win. Well, and, and, and it's where yeah, the, because right but now, it's where the audience is at though. Well, I mean, well, at the end of the day, it's like where is the audience going? One hundred percent. But this is the thing: the audience is now used to following someone on multiple platforms. Yeah. Like having an Instagram, a Facebook, a YouTube, and a TikTok, and a Twitter is very normal. It is. Adding one more that might have a better experience. Mm. I mean, this should be making the, you know, Fang or, you know, all the major platforms start shaking a little bit mm. because it, it, people are now conditioned to working with a variety of platforms at all ages. And yeah. so this is, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see um, new platforms on the rise that are just going to make it so 
everything's built around the creator and yep. the audience, not around the advertiser. So what what are you doing, uh, Mark, like to to really get to know your fans? Do you have like a newsletter or anything else like besides that? Or does the platform own all your data? Yeah, no, we we basically we we just run everything through mainly Facebook and, and YouTube and it's um it's the the lad baby turbos is what the, the you know they're called the paying subscriber. They're the ones where I guess we do the most. We do lives with them probably a couple of times a week, and that's where we're sort of getting that instant response from things. Yeah. So that's what's tough because I think at the end of the day, like platforms will come and go. I mean, sure. whether we it's just the data and the audience of where the audience is yeah. going to go. And I've seen a lot of creators jump platform because they're like, "Hey, I'm going to go on TikTok. Come over here," and then you know they get you know millions of followers just immediately because they have that fan base. But it'll be interesting because I think the like owning the data, I think it's really important how to connect with the fans um, is going to be the key. It's going to really be very do. content centric. I, it it it's really is. Content and creator centric. I mean, that's where things are going. It's not necessarily about the platform anymore. It's about yeah. the content you want to consume. Yeah. And I, and I think too, it's just like, okay, they see it, but are they really following the page? Cause like it, there's a lot that's actually mm -hmm. going on, like the post reach and so on. Yeah. Cause they might see it consistently. They engage with consistently, but they're probably not even following the page, Yeah, yeah. you know? Well, so it's one of the visions that we have as like the company that, you know, Ben, you know, we're, we do a lot in AI. We're an AI company, but, but one of the reasons why we have the offerings that we have is so brands don't have to be so dependent on one platform and their data yeah. but that they can literally be able to be cross fat platform and platform agnostic because we know that this is going to be something that is going to be much more prevalent in the next, you know, five to 10 years. So you went to the TikTok party. Are you considering going on TikTok at all? Why haven't you jumped I mean, on TikTok? I mean, you like music. <laughs> Uh, right. Well, he has. And, and he, he says, I'm, I'm, he goes, I'm I don't. sure. You know, I'm sure you're a lot like Daryl. You probably like to dance as well. Yeah, but I can't dance. <laughs> Either can I. So. And this is it. And nobody wants to see a 30 year old dad trying to dance. Um, <laughs> well, you should see Daryl. It's amazing. It is amazing. No, no, not at all. But no he, one wants but to see he that. Does dance tango every weekend? <laughs> there we go. No, you know what? TikTok feels like such a young audience, and you know our demographic is 25 to 35. And so mm -hmm. at the minute, I, I, it's just like we already do YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and it's just me and You're my wife. You're sounding like an old man. And I know. You, I you, am an old man just, now. Just, just, I am. Just, just play with it. Start testing it. What, what's this new one? Bite. What isn't Vine back? Vine's back with Bite, isn't it? Go, go it's to, something like go, that. Go to TikTok first. Yeah. Oh, there's see too there, many. See if there's I can't, an audience I there. I haven't got time. <laughs> I haven't got time to do more. Uh, no. I, I'd, I'd, you know what? I'd rather focus doing what we do well where we're doing it sure, as opposed sure. to trying to like spread bet and put it everywhere. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll no, say. I mean that, that right there, what you just said, like I think a lot of creators can learn from that because they do spread themselves too thin mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, let's go over here. Let's go over here. Over there. And then, the, then the content actually is not to the level where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we focus on where we're, where we're best. Um, we launched um, six months ago, a secondary YouTube channel, which is Lad Baby and Sons, mm -hmm. which is now me and my son doing sort of like life lessons and toys. Oh, and cool. a bit oh that's like, so cool. Yeah, just another option for me and him. So it's a bit more sort of child friendly, um, which is fun. You know, that's uh, I think nearly up to 200K on uh, subscribers on YouTube. So that's oh, just wow. like another little fun thing that we do as well. So I just haven't got time for everyone. <laughs> so so what's, what's your plan on scale? 
because you're global having... domination. We've got <laughs> yeah. to get there. <laughs> right, right. So do you guys have like an editor? Do you have a team? That's no. be... Oh, wow. No, so my... Daryl has a lot of things to share with you right now. <laughs> you know, Scaling I mean, is important. <laughs> I mean, because that's probably your next phase, right? Like, Make it so you like pump out that content, make sure it's I, I, consistently uh, good, but well, it, having it, people help you. There, there's two types of creators. This yeah. way I look at it. The creators that just are happy with what they have. Yeah. And then those that actually want a lot more and, you know, they, right. they go into it. So I, I would assume just based off of the dynamics of it, it's like, you just want to do what you love to do, right? Totally. Yeah. You know, we, we really have loved doing what we've done with the song because we've been able to you know, take something online and do something bigger with it in a, you know, traditional media <laughs> sense. And that's what's been amazing. And if there's an ability for us to keep doing things in the traditional space, then I want to keep doing it. Um, but in terms of like editing, I'm just too much of a control freak. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're a creator. I mean, yeah, you're a creator. yeah. You yeah. know, I spent sort of 10 years being a graphic designer, which I learned how to video edit in there. We, we video um, everything on our iPhone and edit it on an iPhone and upload it That's on an awesome. really? iPhone. Really? Really? So you're like total mobile. T total mobile, yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like we, the only, yeah, the only thing I go on the laptop for is basically just to Photoshop the the still for the, the still frame and to do my hashtags. So you're not doing the Photoshop on the iPhone or anything? Not doing the Photoshop <laughs> on the iPhone yet, but if the app gets there. Um, it's getting closer. It really is. Yeah, no, we, we do everything basically on the mobi mobile and just upload it straight from there and edit it on a totally free app that um, I downloaded. And yeah, that's how we've always done it. So it's, I guess that sort of takes a bit of the editing freedom, it, you know, frees it up a little bit because I can edit basically anywhere. So, with so a is it with an Apple phone? Uh, yeah, I've just got, a, I just got an iPhone. Oh, and um, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, like Apple should reach out. And you should start like an online university. <laughs> yeah. On, like, how you can like build... A media empire or mm. on your iPhone on your iPhone. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 I mean that's amazing. Like you could literally have a channel just talking about that. Yeah, everything's done on there, edited on there, and just uploaded. So, yeah, I guess uh, I, I guess look, we'll um, we'll upscale if if we feel we need it, uh, you know. But at, at this moment in time, I feel like we've we've you, got it you together. Got, you got your rhythm down. I feel like we've got it together. Yeah, yeah, we've you know we've done. We've consistently been able to hit our subscription targets and our video a week for, you know, three years. The channel continues to grow. So I'm like, I don't want to change it while it's good. If it's not broken, don't change it. Exactly. And if things start to go the other way, then of course. But <coughs> for now, we're okay. Yeah. For now. Well, that's interesting. So mobile, that so you can pretty much go and anywhere you want and you can pretty much – Shoot and edit right on the spot. Yeah. Do, you, do you find uh, uploading to be an issue, like where you're at, or like because like when you travel, I mean, do you find it it's easy to upload and you're getting it high quality or? Yeah, well, yeah. It, well, I, I've I've got 4G. Don't want to show off, but I've okay. got 4G on my phone. <laughs> the data, and so uh, yeah, I just um, edit edit it all on a as a free app. It, it you know it does it all in HD, and then yeah, I just upload it basically wherever I am straight to YouTube and Facebook. And I normally upload it, but not post it. I'd normally upload it as a draft and then go on the laptop and then do, do, your the, do the hashtags up. and exactly. do the thumbnail and then post it. But um, yeah, no, it, it, you know what? It just makes life so much easier because, you know, with two kids as well and, a, a, you know, a life to run, it allows me that when I'm sitting on a train or a tube, I can go, right, headphones in, I'm going to edit this video now. And I've not got to sit there in front of a massive screen like I did for 10 years of my life. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, no, it's, it's allowed a bit more freedom to Amazing. do things on the go. And filming it is obviously a lot easier because we don't have to roll in somewhere with a giant camera and people go, put that camera away. Because do you know what I don't know we're doing it. What I find fascinating, and this is something I think that a lot of video editors can really learn from. A lot of people li literally will just edit on a big screen and it looks perfect. But where you're editing on a small screen, you're actually optimizing it for mobile. Well, you see what the audience sees. Exactly. Because that's where most people are going to watch it. Exactly. So if it looks fine and, and you're getting the story across, then, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. That You know, not not everything has to sound perfect as long as they can hear it. You know, it's what we've always said from the beginning. It's not like the production of the video. It's just the quality of what you're doing. And people will watch it. Like, people will watch these, like, terrible TV shows of people falling over that have basically <laughs> been sent in on VHS. Because right. somebody falling over is always funny. It no is what, always funny. No matter what HD it's in. So, it, you know, it doesn't matter. If it works, it works. And and, and that's what, why we do it the way we do it. And, yeah, it gives us a lot of freedom because, yeah, I just walk in somewhere. I, if I want to go and film it, I've just got a phone in my hand. I've not got a rig and a light and exactly. a, this. And it's just this. and. You can kind of get away with it now. Although I am six foot eight, so people are like, it's not that lad, baby bloke. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, very good. Do you have any, I, I, I want to ask him the final question, but do you have any other questions that you want to want to ask before we uh, close this thing? How, how exhausted are you? Um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've got a one-year-old that doesn't sleep. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't sleep anymore. I've given that up a long time ago. No, it's, 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 it is tiring. It is very tiring. But the rewards are, are so great. You know, this isn't a real job. It isn't. I shouldn't be getting paid for this, but I am. But you're doing what you love, though, yeah. right? I am. And every day, it's like, every day I'm like, wow, I get to do this again. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what's amazing, that I get to, you know... One of the goals in the very beginning was for me to basically see my kids grow up. That I didn't, you know, working as a graphic designer, it can be long days. You don't get home till the kids are in bed. And right. in the beginning, I was missing a lot of that, where now I'm at home and I get to actually see my kids grow up. That's so great. Whilst making silly videos and making people laugh. You know, I, I think so much of social media does get a bad name and we're just trying to be positive. We're trying to make people laugh. We're trying to raise money for charity and just give people a break from what could be, you know, a bad time in their life. We do get a lot of messages saying people are struggling with a certain thing and our videos make them laugh. And so that's that's a reason to oh, keep doing yeah, it. And, you know, yeah. if, if we're getting messages like that, I'll keep doing it. And is that where the motivation comes from when you get those messages like that? And you're like, okay, this is really impacting people's lives. And yeah, you know, the, the money we raised from our first song was enough to feed, I think, over 70,000 people. Oh, wow. Oh, that's and amazing. you're like, and that's just the first song. And you go... If we have that sort of ability from a, a social media channel, why, why would we not use it for the right reasons? Why would we not use it to help I love people? It. I love it. Well, you guys are now starting to see numbers where you're seeing similar metrics to like TV channels. Yeah. And and, and large creators. But um, the payout's not but, the same. But, but, but what's interesting, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's different. But more freedom. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot no, more no, freedom. They're profitable. I mean, yeah, right. they, and you guys have made the decision to keep this profitable instead of like growing it really, really big. Mm. Um, but my question is around permitting permits. Like you kind of have a loophole is being able to film your family yeah. with, with a, with a, with a, with a cell phone. Exactly. Makes right. it so you really don't have to go and get any permits from any cities, et cetera. 
Uh, yeah, I just don't. Until he watched this podcast. Now, <laughs> I just ruined it for you. It's fine. It's fine. No one sees me come in. I'm normally out before they realize. <laughs> well, because even if you just have like a small camera, that's going to make people nervous. Totally. Um, but yep. having a cell phone, everyone's filming within a cell phone and uploading it to social media. Yeah, and it doesn't normal, look, but it, you just have a huge following and you're doing it. Yeah, it doesn't look out of place. You know, we went to the Brit Awards this week and filmed everything at the Brit Awards and, you know, <laughs> backstage and the lot. And, no one batted an eyelid. No one knew it was happening because yeah. it's just me and my wife with a phone. And, <laughs> you know, Love it's it. it's it's amazing. You know, it's 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 good fun and allows us to go places which yeah we probably should get permits for. But <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. social media. <laughs> Nobody, no one's watching this, are they? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just make sure to tweet it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Final question. <laughs> final question. So, is there anything in the industry that is that you're excited about? You know, that things that are happening that uh, you just like, man, this is super great. It's very disruptive. Um, I, I'm liking the ability for social media to cross over into traditional media. So, you know, what we did with the song at Christmas was amazing. It's nice to go into that arena. I think obviously what KSI and Logan Paul have done with boxing, yep. irrelevant of what people might think. It's amazing to see that social media are being able to take on traditional media and are able to upset that arena and they're, they're, you know, getting in front of people that perhaps wouldn't normally see them. You know, in this country, there's been uh, like Strictly Come Dancing, which is, you know, they've had a, a, like Joe Suggs, he went on there, he did dancing, Saffron went on there this year. It's amazing that social media is being able to break through into traditional media. It's clashing together, right? It now. is, yeah, it really I, is. I think, there's a real, I think there's a real resistance from traditional media. I think they're scared because they don't quite understand it yet. Yep. But well, it's, well, also celebrities yeah. are, are, are starting to do what you're doing, and that makes it so they have less reliance on studios and, and cable networks. Totally, yeah, you know. So uh, that that's the exciting thing for us, and uh, that's the thing that's exciting me. Like, we've done a song, but what else can we do? How Where, where else is there an opportunity for us to go into an arena that we probably shouldn't be or people right. don't expect us? And that's what we're always thinking about and yeah, where can we go and upset people and <laughs> pop up where they're not expecting me? <laughs> which awesome. which you're actually going to be on, uh, you're actually hosting radio, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, next oh, week. Oh, yeah, tell us about right. this. Yeah, next week um, I'm hosting local radio in Nottingham. Their um, normal, like, DJ is on holiday for a week and they wanted a local celebrity. And, uh, <laughs> so do you have the AM? He said no, so they asked me. Um, so, yeah, no, um, so yeah, uh, it's every every morning, like eight till twelve. I've never done it. I've not practiced. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, so it will be in your videos, though, of course, right? We, we will make a video of what we do and and how it's going to be. And yeah, hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, hopefully a new demographic. I, I just hope you, you know, don't do wet Wednesdays in the morning because <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll mean a totally different thing in the morning, won't it? <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll, We'll see what happens. It's going to be good fun, though. Well, That's thanks great. for joining us today. Thanks really so appreciate much, it. Thanks for having really me. It. Thank you very much. Yep. And thank you for watching this podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, whatever, whatever you do. Like, whatever you need to do. Just do it. <laughs> do it now. We'll see you on the next video.